Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Under the Stained Glass, the podcast where we take a look at what we talked about in church last Sunday and approach it again from a family angle. I'm Pastor Chris here at Magnolia Park United Methodist Church in Burbank, and I'm here with our Youth and Children and Families Director, Ms. Whitney. Hi, everyone. And uh, this week we continued this series, Grace, Gratitude, and Gravy, talking about how when we start off the day or we start off any period of time in our lives or just dur- during our day, we just really acknowledge what God gives us simply out of His love and grace. For instance, our life and the fact that we can love. Right. Those things are just given to us by God. If we can be grateful for those things, then everything else we receive can seem like gravy, just blessing upon blessing. But this last week, we were in a part of this letter to the Philippians where Paul was really challenging the Philippians to be grateful even for the suffering that they're encountering on behalf of their faith and behalf right. of Christ, which sometimes that just makes us a little nervous to even think about right. suffering and certainly being grateful for it. But that's what Paul says. Right. It's one of those things that, like you say, it makes us a little bit nervous. It's almost counterintuitive to mm-hmm. be grateful for suffering. It's something that, I mean, none of us want to suffer. And the truth is, it's going to happen in some way, shape, or form. So we might as well suffer for something good yeah. than, than for something that's not, you know, not so great as the, the gospel of Jesus Christ. But yeah, it's something that on the surface, maybe you say, well, why? Paul, why should I be so grateful and, and so joyful even in the midst of hard times and maybe not just hard times, but deliberate mm-hmm. harshness to our lives? Yeah, and choosing it. I mean, yeah. The thing is, most of the time when we're suffering, it's because we live in a fallen world and we're dealing with death and illness or just disappointment and things like that. And God promises to walk with us through all of those things. Mm -hmm. We've talked about that before. and We know all that's true. But every once in a while as Christians, we're actually called to choose to suffer because we need to choose to stand up for our faith. Right. Paul says it in Philippians 1. He's celebrating, really, the Philippians, the people in this church. He says, I know you will stand firm in the one spirit, striving together as one for the gospel, without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the thing that struck me the hardest when we were talking about this last week in church. It's like, He's celebrating, but he's also reminding them right. that they need not be frightened by those who are opposing the gospel. Right. Yeah. And that's the big thing, too, because it can be scary, <laughs> overwhelming, I think, is, a, is one of those words I would go to when we are being opposed. Mm-hmm. It's a natural feeling. And and I don't think that Paul is necessarily saying you're never going to feel that if you're a, a good, strong Christian in your faith. I think he's recognizing that we certainly will. And the temptation is to to fall to that yeah, or to, to break in that moment when we feel fearful of that. And I think that's what he's mostly saying is you're going to feel it. It's going to feel you know, really a little bit scary, a little bit overwhelming, and you might be tempted to maybe walk away from sure. your, your own convictions, but don't do that. And the fearful part that where he's talking about, don't be scared, don't be fearful of the opposition is more an intention that we set in that moment to not give up 
or to not back down or to not just let the intimidation get the best of us. Yeah. 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 And it's really difficult because, I mean, the gospel, you know, is the good news of salvation through Jesus Christ. But right. in order to really live that out, we have to do what Jesus says. Right. And we have to obey his commands and we have to take seriously the word of God. And sure. that always is going to make us, going to ask us to do things that are contrary to what Paul calls the world in right. quotes, you yeah. know, the ways of the world. Yeah. And that can include stuff like when Jesus says, love your enemies. Right. We're really serious about doing that. That is also contrary to the world. Forgiveness mm -hmm. is contrary to the world. Right. And certainly when Jesus says that we're to um, pray for those who persecute us and rejoice mm -hmm. again in that persecution or that suffering, uh, that heat that we take sometimes for being Christians, that cuts against the world also. But we're called right. to do all those things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and the world's not going to be happy when you do all those things. Right. It's going to make life a little bit harder for you, and you're going to think, well, why? I'm doing something that's right. Why me? You know, And that's where it gets hard, and that's where you have to kind of dig your heels in and say, no, you know, it, it doesn't mean I'm wrong because it feels really hard right now. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I have to remind myself of almost every day because just because it's not the easiest way, the, it's not the path of least resistance doesn't mean that it, it's not right to go down that path so yeah we kind of have to yeah right. you know i mean jesus said so he said that if we are we should remember that you know when we are getting that pushback that he was pushed back first right you know or the way he says it remember i've told you a servant is not greater than his master if they persecuted me they will persecute you also right. that's in john 15 so we're called to do a couple of things we're called as Jesus said, to remember that if we belonged to the world, he says, it would love you as its own. Right. And we would. We'd have no problem. We'd have no pushback and we would just go along with the flow. Sure. But he says, as it is, you do not belong to the world. Right. So again, we've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to be good citizens here and you know, not go looking for trouble. Right. <laughs> but every once in a while, there's going to be an issue. There's going to be something that someone does or says or wants our family to do or go along with right. that we're not going to be able to do if we're going to remain faithful to Christ. And then we need the support of the church really, to yeah. be able to stand up like that. Yeah, I, I have such a heart for families and for parents, especially in today's day and age, because society can really pull you in different directions and can make you feel like the way in which you are modeling a good Christian life for your kids might be wrong. Mm -hmm. And so I have a lot of care for those families and a lot of sympathy for those families that, that are feeling like they're suffering for Christ in modeling a good Christian life for their kids. But it's so important. And, and that's why, you know, we always say, come and join us at our church. Yeah. And if you're not nearby, find a good Bible-centered church because we all need that. We all need to know that, like I said earlier, it's not always wrong when you're hitting resistance. It's, it's not always an indication that you're wrong. 
it's an indication that somebody might think you're wrong and somebody might hate the way that you're living your life, but that's neither here nor there. But it's really important to find those families, those church families that can build you up and say, no, 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 no. This is what the Bible says. So if you're following this, you're going to be okay. Don't listen to that noise out in the world because really that's all it is, is noise. Follow and stay true to Jesus in this moment. And that can do wonders for a family, for our growth, for when we're suffering and we feel like nobody else can understand we can have that closeness to others who really do they really do get it yeah and you really need that because i mean i remember even when my kids were little sending them over to sleepovers you know and having to lay down some parameters about what videos they were going to watch because our family didn't watch the same things as other families sure I think I put a little bit of heat on our kids Mm -hmm. to the extent that they knew we were doing that. Right. But it also put a little bit of heat on us. And it really did come down to many times of saying, you know what? That's not a household where the kids are going to spend the night. Right. You know, it just is not going to be. And especially if they didn't want to go to church the next day. Right. That was always a big one, too. Yeah. (laughs) You know, if it's Saturday, they're to sleep over, you know. Our kids get up and go to church. They can come along. Right. Or you can come pick them up early. It's just... All of those little kinds of decisions that we might not think of as big P persecution, right? but it is taking a little bit of heat and it is taking a stand when those issues come up and we're just called to do that. Right. And we really have to remember that we don't know who else is watching us. Yeah. And when we make these stands, and it, it's certainly our children. Our children see so much more than we, we even give them credit for. They are very astute in watching and, and gathering information from our actions. But other families are watching. Those families that you might not know are struggling with these same issues and don't know how to deal with sure. them. And when we stand strong in our faith, even when we're suffering, like Paul says, even when it gets really hard and we have that heat on us and, you know, making that decision might feel like the worst thing in the world at that moment because you're letting maybe your kids down or somebody's seeing you in a certain way. That might be strengthening somebody else to make that same decision that will help their families, that will improve their Christian walk. And just being aware of that can actually truly make you stronger in that intention to to do that at every chance you get, not to not to back away when mm-hmm. that pressure gets tough. Yeah, I think that's why Paul is, is celebrating that these guys are having to, as he says, you know, take a little bit of that heat, suffer the way that he's actually had to suffer because it really does clarify for us. And we just talked about this before we came on just clarifies for us why we believe what we believe and what we are willing to do to stand by the word of God. You know, there's a couple of things you can do when you disagree with the Bible. You can believe that the Bible is wrong mm-hmm. or you can believe that you're wrong. Right. And that, really, that's what we're called to do if we're going to really follow follow Christ. And sometimes that's not easy. Well, yeah. And I think that it's sometimes it's good to have that fire, you know, at your feet, trying to heat you up a little bit. Because at that moment, you're right. We have to kind of look at why we believe these things that we believe and look at really our faith and look at what the Bible says. But also when you put your your critical eye on that so that you have an answer when somebody says, well, why Uh would you do that? You're going to be so much stronger in your faith. You're not just going to say, oh, because we always have done that or that's just the way our family is. You can say, well, because it says here this. And I know that 
for certain, and I know that's right. And and when you're armed with that sort of knowledge, that that pushback's not going to be so bad because you actually have the backing to you. It's that armor of God that we're supposed to have. We should take up every day. That's what it is. It's that knowledge of what God really says. I'm glad you brought out the armor of God section in Ephesians because that's where Paul says that our battle is not against, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but mm -hmm. against the rulers, against the authorities, and against the powers of this dark world. Right. So again, even when we have those kinds of disagreements with other families or whatever, mm -hmm. we can always do it, we should always do it with real grace yeah. and with being as generous as we possibly can because... Right. Ultimately, our battle is not, it's our beef is not with people. Right. Even though people might be the vehicle or, the, you know, people are confused and people think all kinds of stuff. Sure. Our real battle is with powers in this dark world, the authorities and the powers, the principalities. Mm -hmm. And this is what killed me about this passage. It blew me away that Paul was telling the Philippians that whenever they stand up, right. whenever they take that stand, whatever that stand is, yeah. it's a sign, he says, to them, meaning those people who are standing in opposition, sure. a sign to them that they will be destroyed. Mm, in other yeah. words, his faith is so, is so confident in the ultimate victory of Christ right. that those powers that are standing against the gospel or mm -hmm. are standing against the word of God, sure. whether they know it or not or whether people acknowledge it or not, when right. we stand up, we're just reminding those powers that they are going to be vanquished. Right. And it also reminds, he says, reminds the Philippians when they stand up or reminds us when we stand up that we're saved actually by God. Mm -hmm. And again, that it's been granted to us on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, which is pretty easy. You can believe in Jesus and keep it to yourself, right. but not just believe in him, but also suffer for him. Right. So we're standing up and, you know, making, making it known to ourselves yep. who we believe in, who mm -hmm. we love and yeah. who we follow. You yeah. know? So I guess that's that. So that's stand it. up <laughs> <laughs> because there are plenty of things that we need to stand up for these days. Yes. Right? All right. Well, anyway, thanks for being with us today. As always, if you're in the Burbank area, please come and worship with us at 1030. On Sundays. Otherwise, you can tune in to our broadcast live on YouTube and Facebook and just follow the instructions on the description of this podcast to join us there. Again, be blessed this week and we'll see you next time on Under the Stained Glass. Bye.